0: Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Lit AF with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. As always, I am so excited to be here with you today. I'm so sorry. I'm just going to get this microphone a little closer. There we go. Get into my voice. <laughs> Welcome. If you haven't been here, I'm so happy and excited to have you. I am an attachment coach, and I help people heal their attachment styles so that they have supportive, healthy, confident, safe relationships with other people. And that can be romantic partner or partners, that can be with your parental figures, your caretakers, your kids, your boss. Your friends, we have all kinds of relationships in our life. And I help people with all different kinds of relationships because when we can start to relate to ourselves in a safe way, and we can start to, to relate to others in a safe way, and all of a sudden our life starts to change and we are getting the things that we've always wanted in our lives and go, reaching for the jobs that we wanted to have and asking for the salaries that we want, and we're getting our needs met in our relationship. It's an incredible thing. So, I'm excited to talk to you today about therapy and why it isn't working. This is honestly one of my favorite things to talk about. A lot of people ask me what's the difference between therapy and coaching. And so, I'm going to break that down a little bit today. And then, I'm also going to talk about what I recommend working through in therapy, what I've been able to work through in therapy, and what I've been able to work through in coaching and how different it is. And how they can play together. I'm not necessarily saying one is better than the other. I think they're both needed, they're both helpful. And I'm gonna talk about why both of those, like you can do both at the same time and why I recommend that. Before I get started, I wanna share that I just got a haircut. (laughs) And it's my hair is like so short, and my hair is like pretty short to begin with. But I'm just looking in my video recorder as I'm recording my... I always record video for my episodes. And I'm just like, Dang! This looks so different. You know, when you go to get your haircut, and you're just like, I just want to trim. And then all of a sudden, you're like, You just cut 3 inches off. (laughs) And then it's already too late. So you're just like, Gotta go with it. (laughs) That's that's my life right now. I'm also 6 months postpartum, which means I just went... And I normally have a lot of hair. But I just went from having the most hair I've ever had in my entire life. It was like so thick, it was crazy. And now it's all falling out and it's falling out in this like insane way. Anyone who's listening who's been through this is like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, you have fistfuls of hair coming out when you shower. And I clog the drain before I'm done with my shower. Like, there's just an insane amount of hair falling out at all times. My hair is covering my house. My hair is covering my son at all times. (laughs) Like my hair is just like everywhere. I cannot commit any crimes right now. Not that I would, but just saying I can't commit any crimes because my DNA would be like all over that crime scene. And so it's getting a little bit better, but I still have tons of hair falling out. And this is the craziest part about it. like I have tons of hair falling out and I still have such thick hair. Like I just have so much hair. So that's what's going on with me. (laughs) That's what's going on with my life this week. Okay, so therapy. Let's talk about it. I've seen many different types of therapists. I am not a licensed therapist, but I've spent many years in the therapy room. I've gone to several different types of therapists. I've used several different types of therapy. And I've seen couples therapists... Single therapist. Like I've done a lot of therapy, and I, I love it. Like I'm trying not to swear anymore. Can you tell? <laughs> I was going to say I flippin' love it, <laughs> but you know what? I don't even have to say flippin'. So I've been going to therapy for years, and one of the most transformative times in my life. I had been seeing a therapist for like I think three years, maybe two years. I had consistently seen the same therapist for a long period of time. I was getting so much out of it. I had started going to therapy because at the time I was engaged, but like the, my relationship just didn't feel quite right. And I really needed to sit and talk to somebody about it and work through what I was going through. And they really helped me understand what I was feeling, that it's okay to ask for you know my needs to be met. And eventually I was able to end the relationship that I was in. Like I just wasn't happy. And then they really helped support me through the transition of being single. And like, holy moly, I really struggled being single because so much of my identity was really caught up in my old relationship. And and I would just say being in a relationship. So being on my own, I found to be really hard. I found it really scary. I was making up so many stories about um, why my friends weren't hanging out with me, which they were... (laughs) Any friends that are listening to right now, please know that that was just a story I had in my head. It doesn't mean anything about you. It was just me coping with the reality of a breakup. And I'm so grateful for the therapy that I received at that time because it was it was really beneficial to help me through that transition in my, in my life. Like it was a really hard time. And eventually I transitioned out of that, um, seeing that therapist. And I mean, it was a really organic, natural ending. I was just kind of like, hey, you know, I feel like, pretty good like you know months had gone by where i was showing up and like you know felt like i could handle most things that were coming my way and it was just time and it was so beautiful at the end of that therapy or like the last session that we had together my therapist introduced me to the enneagram and you know listed a bunch of books that she recommended for me to continue reading and that launched this whole other journey into finding out about you know different modalities for healing, and honestly, different modalities to get to know yourself better. I really see tools as like the enneagram and astrology and human design, like really, really thoughtful tools about how to get to know yourself better, which is such a wonderful skill, especially if you run anxious. like That is super important. I always forget to say this at the very top. If you are new to attachment style, please go back and listen to episode 102. I review all the different attachment styles. I explain what they are. And I've got my own attachment style quiz. If you want to go to my website, go to sarahcohan.com. Click the button that says attachment style quiz. It'll show you what attachment style you are and what percentage of the different attachment styles that you present as. So go check that out if you haven't heard of it. So that being said, attachment style and working with a coach. And, And I want to talk about how that work was actually truly different for me and how that actually changed how I showed up with my therapist. So while I was going through all this therapy, it was super great and very um, soothing. But I wasn't showing up honestly and vulnerably with my therapist. For example, at the time, not at that time probably, but later, I realized that I was really struggling with my sexual identity. And I, was, I had a lot of shame about being attracted to men and women. and. I had so much shame and so much fear around this subject that I was afraid to bring it up with my therapist. And so I just kind of like buried it deep down. And I, every time I went in, I was just like really framing the conversation to make it sound like everything was good and she didn't need to worry about me. Because when I was a kid, I was the golden child. And so I really spent a lot of time making sure that my parents didn't have to worry about me, which means a lot of times the relationships that we have with our parents are... We project those onto our therapists. So I was not sharing my biggest fears because they were too big and scary for me to actually communicate. I wasn't showing up vulnerably. And I wasn't really practicing how to actually feel my feelings. I'm not trying to dis-therapy in any way whatsoever. It's just that the therapists that I was were working with weren't trained in those areas. And I, I don't think that any of them, I mean, they could have dig, dug deeper, but I don't think that that was part of their training or part of like how they see therapy working. Truly therapy like is a long-term, a long-term modality that, It involves a lot of talking. And so it really requires you to show up if you want to. And if you don't want to, then you're not really going to go a lot deeper or a lot farther in your growth journey because you really get out what you put in. And that's true of coaching too. But I want to talk a little bit about why coaching was so transformative. So using attachment theory, and I was working with a coach at the time I was able to start to understand the subconscious beliefs and the core wounds that were behind me not being able to show up vulnerably. So I was able to start to take apart the wounds I had around showing up as a bisexual, which like, what does that even mean? Or showing up as queer, like, what does that mean to me? So I started to be able to look at all the fears behind showing up in that way. And I was able to start to reprogram the fears while getting in touch with the emotions behind that. And so I was starting to feel safer around the idea of my queer identity while also being able to feel into the emotions that were coming up so I could describe what fear felt like. And I could describe what shame felt like in my body. Shame and I are besties. We've spent a lot of time together. And I wasn't able previously to actually describe what any of my emotions looked like. So using attachment theory, and actually, this is one of the first things I do with all of my clients, is I start to help them understand how to describe their emotions because feeling our emotions is. The number one step of being human. It is being human. I think maybe that's the only thing about being human. (laughs) So I remember working with my coach and we were working on this session of like feeling uncomfortable. I was like working through this core memory of um, getting laughed at by my dad in childhood when I was sharing something vulnerable and super important to me. I wanted to go to the mall and I had these best friend necklaces from Claire's. And one of them had broken. And so I wanted to return it to get a new one because it was my friend's birthday. And I had shared that with my dad and he told me that we weren't going to be able to make it. And I started crying because it was such an important thing to me. And when I started crying, he, he laughed at me. And so in that moment, I learned as a child that feeling vulnerable, crying, asking for what you need and not being able to handle a no, were all unsafe. That was like I mean I'm talking about it so openly now but at the time this was such a hard memory for me to share and work through and talk about. And so my coach at the time was like, "Okay, let's like if you could just talk explain or uh, describe the feeling to me, what does it feel like in your body? Where does it live in your body?" And you know, we're going through the description of it and I'm just like, "Oh, it's um I don't know, I guess like in in my chest." And then she was like, "Okay, well if it had a color, what color would it be?" And I was like, "Oh, I think it would be gray. <laughs> like this is like such a closed off emotional state, which is really common with a dismissive avoidant. Can be common with a fearful avoidant as well. It's just I was not in touch at all with what the emotion really felt like in my body, which meant I wasn't feeling my emotions. I was just stuffing them down deep inside. And then they would eventually rear their ugly heads. And I had no idea what to do about it. And so then I would shame myself for having feelings. And then I would just go on this whole spiral. I'm sure that sounds familiar to many of you. And I'm so sorry. But these are just programs that we learned in childhood that now as adults, we need to re... uh, Or sorry, unprogram and put new programming in that is healthier and safer for the new environment that we're in. So... Learning from my coach of how to actually start to feel my feelings helped me to start showing up vulnerably in relationship. And that meant that once I started to feel safe being vulnerable and also safe safe with the idea that I was going to be imperfect. So like I said earlier, I was a golden child. Like I didn't want people to be worried about me. I really had to have everything together all the time. And if anyone was concerned about me or worried about me, or like if I had to receive help, it was not safe. Like that was not an, an okay place to be. It meant that I was a burden. It meant that I was being too much. And it really meant that I was taking away from some like uh, someone else's need for attention, And that's when things got real scary, right? Like if I was taking away from someone else's need for attention, That meant that they, you know, it's kind of like poking the beast when I was a kid. Like, we don't want to poke the beast. We just want to stay safe. So this is why I was showing up in therapy as kind of like a a half human. (laughs) Not a half human. This is a very human thing to do. But I wasn't showing up fully. I wasn't showing up fully, Sarah. Like I was showing up as the people-pleasy, all put together, everything's fine, Sarah which when I'm doing that, I'm not getting the help that I actually need. So fast forward to after I'm working with my attachment theory, I'm starting to feel my feelings. I'm really starting to feel safe with my imperfection. I'm starting to trust myself. These are all really fearful, avoiding core wounds. Then I started to be able to actually work with therapists in such a more profound way. So I started to after I healed my attachment style I started to work with another therapist specifically in EMDR therapy because I've heard that that was such a great tool to heal past trauma and to just go through all these like really intense core memories and start to safely reprogram them through EMDR of that was then like right this is the thing with trauma we have to remind ourselves that was then It's not happening to us right now. I did the best that I could. And then I have to feel the feelings. Honestly, the key to trauma is just feeling the feelings that we're running away from in that moment. There's a lot more to it. But that was for me, my journey was like, oh, okay, I just need to feel really sad right now because that moment really hurt. I had a lot of pain in that moment. And I need to stop running away from it. And I just have to start feeling it. So it was really, really profound, the work that I was able to do after healing my attachment theory with a therapist. Because they are trained to, to heal trauma in such a different way. Such a different and important way. After that, I was also able to... I used like um, past life regressions. I had done a past life reading with the um, reader Leanna Rovier. She was on a past episode of Lit AF. And she had shared with me some past lives that I lived. And so I actually took... Those um, past lives, and I started to do EMDR on those as well, which was incredible. That to me was like, I am timeline jumping here. Like, talk about ancestral wounds. That's like, you know, past life wounds. Like, it felt really incredibly healing. And I was able to work a lot on my sexual trauma healing, which in turn really helped me work on my sexual identity. So, Being able to open up and be vulnerable really can have a profound effect with who you're working with. So I talked to a lot of people that are interested in doing this work, but honestly, they've worked with so many people in the past, coaches included, where they thought that they were going to get results and they just didn't. And honestly, attachment style is the system that can help you show up in a whole new way that you are so rock solid in your relationship to yourself that all of a sudden you're not being performative. You're you're showing up fully and ugly. Like you're showing up exactly like raw and who you are and you're okay with it. Like you're it's, you're not rocked when someone else judges you for that or isn't able to hold you in the way that you need to because you know that you can hold yourself. It's really an amazing an amazing system to start to heal. Of course, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. So if you're not 100% in, like you have to be 100% in to actually start to see results. But it will help you to start to feel safe in your relationship to yourself. I also want to add another important distinction here, which is that Therapy is so incredibly important if you've got some bigger mental health or diagnoses going on. Um, If you've got conditions such as bipolar disorder, borderline personality disorder, anything bigger like that, of course you want to be working with a therapist, maybe even more of a team, whatever is working for you. I don't want to imply that attachment, uh, working through your attachment theory is going to suddenly solve all your life's problems. It won't. Attachment theory will not help you with (laughs) anything beyond just your attachment system. And so if you are working with um, something bigger like that, I do recommend um, working in tandem with both a therapist and an attachment coach at the same time. And so that's what I think the difference is between coaching and therapy. I really see therapy as this long-term support system for you to work on both like past trauma in in conjunction with just everyday current trauma, right? Like just the trauma of being alive. And I see coaching as being able to help you learn new systems and start to achieve certain goals and like really have a mapped out like program and schedule for it. Coaching can last forever. (laughs) I have coaches for everything. I have coaches for my podcast. I have multiple coaches for my podcast. I have a business coach. I have a sales coach. I have an attachment coach. I've I've had in the past several different types of business coaches. So when I was running a retail business, I had a retail coach and I had a business coach helping me with my podcast to figure out like exactly how to start to build it for something that I actually want to share with the world. I work with so many different coaches. And the reason for that is because I, I have so many goals in my mind that I want to achieve. And I know that my brain has a tendency to make up stories, get lost in, lost in thought, lost in belief, have a real big fear of rejection. It has a tendency to harp and really focus on the negative things about building a business instead of focusing on the huge accomplishments, right? Something that I'm learning right now is like, okay, when I host a workshop, I tend to focus on who like, oh, how many people didn't show up or how many people said they were going to come, but that didn't come. When in reality, what I need to be doing is focusing on the person that did come. I need to focus on the person that is present in front of me and here because they are actually interested in what I can offer. And my poor little brain is just like, No, but we have to worry about all these other things. Who's not coming? How many people aren't here? And it's just like, no, brain. I gotta. I really need to reprogram you. And I know you're trying to keep me safe. And I know that we've got a little bit of fear. And you, fear can come. Fear can come along for the ride. I am not trying to stuff down my emotions anymore. I'm bringing them with me forward to achieve these goals. And I'm also aware and trying to work through the idea of who I think I will be when I achieve these goals. (laughs) That is true coaching, right? (laughs) (laughs) Because oftentimes we want to achieve all these goals because we think that we'll be finally um, revered by our parents or people will love us or we can finally think that we're successful. And it's like, no, we actually have to just start thinking we're those things right now because... After we unlock that next step, that next phase, we're just going to be like, "Okay, great. Now what? What's next? I still don't feel that success. Like we have to start to feel it now because that achievement that you think it's connected to it's it's actually not. I hate to break it to you anyway, that's just a side note of coaching that I just <laughs> wanted to catch that as I was saying it. But I think that coaches can be very time based. They can be very specific about what you're working on, and they create a good coach creates just an incredible deep well of safety and security for you to share your deepest most shameful thoughts and ideas about yourself because trust me we all have we all have those we just do that's part of the human brain and once you start to share them and work on them and reprogram your beliefs about them you will start to see that, oh, you are whole and you are safe and you're human and you are so deserving of love and respect and kindness and everything that you've ever dreamed of, to be quite honest. Truly, 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 truly. So that's what I think the difference between coaching and therapy is. I really, like I just said, I see them in tandem working together if you have a tendency to like hop around with different coaches, that actually is a sign of insecure attachment. And sticking with one, one therapist for a long time is very much a sign of secure attachment. Because it shows you like, I'm going to work through things I'm going to share. And when I have issues with you, I'm going to bring them up directly with you, which is such a secure thing to do. So just keep that in mind. I'm not saying one way or another that you have to change. I'm just saying it's a little, you know, something to think about. Am I constantly seeing different healers? Like am I constantly seeing different coaches? Am I hoping and praying that they'll say something different? or I will finally show up differently on this call with this new coach? because um, if so, that could you know, that's a sign that you've got something about your attachment system that needs some healing. And once you start to heal it, you'll be able to show up as yourself with anyone. It's really a truly a beautiful thing. Okay. I hope that was helpful. I remember when I was first starting out with business coaching, I went to go meet my business coach, my my future business coach. She wasn't my business coach yet. Her name was Jane Hamill. This was when I had my retail business. I was selling capes. And... I was... The first question I asked her, I was so excited. I was like, Okay, Jane, what do you think? Do I need a therapist? Or do I need a business coach? And she just looked at me and was like, You need both. (laughs) And she didn't mean like you specifically. She just meant everyone. Like everyone needs both. And I know that that is a very privileged statement. I've had to pick and choose which coaches that I'm able to afford to work with. So I understand that that is to me when she said that i was like yeah but i can't like i just can't do that so you have some people have to pick and choose i want you to know that you like working choosing to work with any coach in any capacity is such a beautiful gift that you're giving yourself you're working on your growth you are working on yourself and so in any capacity that you can give that to, to yourself like if you have to work with a group coach like please know that you are Like you're honoring yourself in the best way possible. And if, like, having both a coach and a therapist just sounds like too much, I totally get it. (laughs) But maybe, like, try healing attachment style and then doing therapy because you can actually start to show up authentically and as yourself and you'll make some big, big strides. I mean, big. I remember being in therapy thinking, like, I can't believe that I just said that out loud to somebody else. And I would like pat myself on the back afterwards. And then sometimes I would go through a little vulnerability hangover, but that's okay because I had the tools to deal with the vulnerability hangover. You know, the guilt that we put on ourselves afterward of deep, meaningful conversation. I was like, okay, that was tough. I can't, I might have overshared, but that's okay. Like I can coach myself through this. So there you go. If you are interested in working on your attachment style, I would love to help you. It would be my honor. I help people heal their attachment style so that they can have a secure attachment or work with people in a one-on-one capacity, typically in a 12-week program. But depending on your needs, I'll come up with a custom program for you. This is super fun. I just love helping people see that they can show up fully in their business that they can start to date and be vulnerable, that they, they can really see relationships actually as a safe thing, that they can show up in their marriage and they can s- get rid of the story about, I need to have a divorce. Like I've worked with many clients that um, run a little bit dismissive avoidant. And whenever there's a disagreement in their marriage, they just always think, oh, well, we're obviously not meant to be together. This isn't perfect. I think we should get a divorce. And so I've helped people to let go of that story and be comfortable with the discomfort of marriage. I know that sounds very unromantic, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I just love helping people realize that relationships are a safe place to be. They truly are. So I want to help you get there. Think about what your life would be like if you were talking to your therapist fully, you're answering quizzes fully. I just took an Enneagram quiz. And the last question on it was, how honest were you in your answers? And I was like, I was full on honest. (laughs) But 5 years ago, if I had taken this quiz, I would have been lying. Like I would have been doing the golden golden child trick of I'm fine. You don't need to worry about me. I know what the right answer is on the quiz, even though I'm not embodying that. So I'm going to help you show up as perfectly imperfect as you already are. because It's so beautiful. If you're interested in learning more, go to sarahcohan.com forward slash coaching. And um, you can book a discovery call with me. It's free. You're going to learn more about your attachment type and the tools that you can d- learn to become secure. I look forward to hearing from you. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you back here next Wednesday.